Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who have overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. Welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, episode 51. My name is Danny Phillips, and I am your host, and I am your resource for fitness, food, and travel tips. And today's topic is actually going to be a part of my story that I've shared here and there. I have not shared it yet on the podcast, but I feel like it's relevant, and I'll tell you why. And if you hear my dogs in the background, well, there's three of them. So could y'all just keep it down, please? I will fill up your water bowl in a second. Okay. (laughs) So today I want to talk to you about coming back from an injury when you're in the gym or you're working towards something, or even if you're not in the gym and you're at a part of your journey where you want to be in the gym and maybe you've had some old recurring injuries and they're kind of putting up a barrier for you to get by. And I want to let you know that by telling my story and sharing with this with you that you can get through whatever you are working through. If it is an injury, if it is something you are afraid of, if it's something that you've been told by somebody else, you can't come back from that. There's nothing you can do for that. I'm here to tell you they're wrong because if somebody gives you an absolute and tells you there's nothing you can do, then that's not somebody you need to be talking to. If, If they're bringing you down by that, then find a new friend, find a new doctor, get get as many opinions as you need, as many secondary opinions as you need, because there is a way, there is a way to move forward. And I have met a lot of adversity in my life, and I know that everything that comes into my life, God has put into my life for a reason, and it's not going to be put there if I can't overcome it and get through it and move past it and learn something from it. So today I want to share with you a part of my story that brings us back to college and it's, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting story to tell because I've struggled with actually wanting to share this story for quite some time. It's one of those things where I didn't think too much of it at the time and the more I reflect on it the more I recognize how incredible it is I've been able to overcome what I went through to get to where I am today. And, and I've realized that what I've done is not average. It is, is, it's a little crazy. It's a little crazy. We'll put it that way. I'm actually very thankful to be here alive today. So I'm going to share with you what I've been through and maybe some of you can relate to this and maybe some of you have a very different story that you're working through. 
But either way, here it goes. <laughs> so the date is October 18th, 2011. And I'll never forget that day. And I'll never forget that morning leading up to what happened. But I spent six years in college instead of four, which is what I should have spent. And my senior year of college at Auburn University, I decided that I wanted to join the Air Force. So I joined Air Force ROTC, Reserve Officer Training Corps. And I did a three-year program instead of the typical four or five-year program to try to accelerate things. And about midway through your program, you go through a special field training for a month, and then you come back and you're kind of known as a POC or a Professional Officer Corps. And so at that point, everybody is given different jobs in the cadet wing. And we had about 140 people in our cadet wing at that point in time. And would you guess, would you just guess that I was in charge of fitness? I love PT, so I wanted to be in charge of creating all of the workouts for a particular semester. So I put together that plan and that programming in the spring for the fall in order to get approved and to be on the new cadet wing organizational chart and i mean i had the whole thing planned out like it was great and this is i had help <laughs> don't get me wrong i had a whole team of people working with me to make that happen but we do well in rtc you have what's called a wing run where the group of individuals or cadets runs in formation and sings jodies or songs that have you know a rhyme to them and they're a little funny and they help you continue to breathe while you're running and to keep cadence and <laughs> this is just so crazy I haven't talked about this in a while I've mentioned it in a couple of different places and I, I put out a YouTube video about it a while ago but it's just weird like talking through the situation so I was in charge of PT and we were about to, we were doing a wing run this particular morning. We work out from, you know, what was it? Probably six to 7 a.m. Yeah, six to 7 a.m. And so we were running around the Auburn University campus. And again, 140 of us and we're all in formation and being the person in charge, I was on the outermost edge of our formation. So we would run in the street in like down the right side of the, the street wherever we were so we're in our lane and we have you know a big van behind us we're all wearing reflective gear I, I feel like some of you can probably guess where this is going but I am closest to the double yellow line and we happen to be going down a a two-lane road so there's you know opposing traffic coming the other direction it's just one lane each way and I noticed that there was an Auburn University transit bus coming up the opposite direction. So I turned around, started jogging backwards, again, still in my lane, and I start motioning and yelling for everybody to move over to the right-hand side of the road since we have oncoming traffic. By the time I turned back around, that bus had come into our lane and the mirror hit my face. So... <laughs> From that point on, I actually feel really bad for everybody else who is there because I do not remember anything up to, you know, at that point, I don't remember being hit. Um, I can only imagine how everybody else felt um, and handled that situation. It's been recounted to me, but again, I, I, apparently I was conscious, but I just don't remember any of it. I guess my mind blacked it out because um, sometimes you can do that with traumatic events, um, but I was airlifted from uh, that's that place in Auburn to Georgia 
and I woke up there later on that afternoon, but essentially I had my, the whole right hand side of my face was smashed to pieces and uh, they, they said it was like shattered. So I had quite a few complications with that. And I have since had several, three, I think, reconstructive facial surgeries because the initial stitches that were put in around my eyes, were there were not enough stitches in. And so then my right side of my face kind of started to droop a little bit. So that was fun. But um, they kind of said that my face was like an eggshell being cracked. And so there were a bunch of pieces of bone shards that kind of fell through and I had to have those bone pieces removed and then some metal plates put in, really tiny metal plates. I actually, they have since been removed, but I got to keep them. So it's kind of cool, I guess. I have them, They're, they sit in a box, you know, I don't know what I'll do with them, but I have them. And I ended up, my jaw was shifted so I couldn't bite down properly. So I had to get braces. It was either get braces for six months or have my jaw wired shut for three weeks. And neither of those options was fun, but I decided to go with braces. And, you know, probably if you've had them as a kid, and I had them as a kid as well, that going back to having braces as a 21-year-old was not very cool. But that's okay. It obviously had to happen. Um, so I, gosh, yeah. So there was a lot of craziness going on. That was, I had a lot of medication going on there as well, so as far as feeling pain, there wasn't a ton of it. And I just, it's weird thinking back as to how well I have healed, you know, with multiple surgeries, but you really can't tell. And the doctors did an amazing job. Oh, my nose was broken too, I had to get that fixed. But I feel like that was just nothing compared to everything else that was going on. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of, it was a it was a big deal. I ended up, you know, of course, the colonel had to call my parents and, and they drove up and I think they probably, when I woke up, <laughs> Major Lightfoot was hanging out with me in, in the hospital room and oh my God, what did he, <sighs> he asked me something, I can't remember what it was right now, but my, my response was, it had some sarcasm in it, some humor, so he knew I was gonna be fine. <laughs> um, so that was all good, you know, but I did end up having to leave school for a couple of months and just be at home with my parents. I literally just vegged out and watched Netflix for like three months, because this was October. Maybe it was, maybe it was closer to two months, because I ended up going back, it was early, either late November, or early December, and finishing up my finals for most of my classes. Fortunately, a lot of my teachers were kind enough to allow me to do some work at home. And so they just kind of emailed me once a week kind of with what was going on in the class. And I would send them back some responses when I could and go through things that way. The only class I was not able to complete that semester was German. I figured we, we were trying hard enough to do English at the moment, learning German at the same time. We just had to push that to another semester. So that was the one thing that I wasn't able to finish up. And fortunately at the time, I, I had some electives. I was a hospitality major, and so I had a lot of fun classes that semester. So it wasn't, it wasn't too challenging of a semester. You know, I'd been through like trying to pass accounting and things like that. <laughs> that were a little bit harder in previous years. So it worked out, gosh, really well, but that was an absolutely crazy year. And so some of those surgeries happened, you know, six months to a year after the fact. So it was quite an ongoing thing. 
uh, fortunately, the bus company ended up paying for all of the medical bills and it, you know, it worked out nicely as far as all of that goes. But I will tell y'all, they're not uh, being being life flighted out of somewhere or medevaced somewhere. Oh, that is not cheap. <laughs> oh, you don't want to see the medical bills for that ride. I was so bummed. It was my first helicopter ride and I do not remember it. So I kind of get curious some days as to, you know, whether or not some of those memories will come back. Sometimes it scares me that it might. And sometimes I'm really super curious as to what happened. Um, I, I guess I probably don't want to relive that. I know nobody else who was there wants to relive that. But this the purpose of me sharing this with you is that I was, there was never a point where I sat there at home saying, this happened to me, my life is done. Or this happened, I can't go on. Woe is me, there's nothing I can do. I did everything that I could do. I did everything, okay, I was gonna say I did everything I was supposed to. I definitely went back to the gym probably too early. But that was the mentality, it was, you know, what am I capable of? When can I get back to a normal life? When can I move forward? There is nothing that is going to happen without me taking some action somewhere. And so about a week before I was technically released to do some light activity in the gym, when my mom would leave to go out of the house, I would go up to the gym at the front of our subdivision and just sit on the bike and just slowly move the bike pedals just to feel active. But I mean, there were, it was a, about two solid months that I did not do any activity other than walking around because I was just so tired. You know, there was so much healing going on. So much of my energy had to go to my head and the brain and head trauma and the facial trauma to make sure that that was being healed. But I knew that sitting back and feeling sorry about the situation was not going to further me in my education or my fitness or any goals that I wanted to achieve in life. So I never looked at it as this big setback. I looked at it as, okay, this happened. Now what's next? What do I have to do to continue on my journey? My journey's path has changed, but I'm still continuing on my journey. And because I've shown you know, that I can get up and continue on and move forward and, and do these things, other people are going to be inspired to do the same thing. And I didn't think that at the time it was just like, I've just always had this kind of hustle about me where, okay, something happens, you fall down, you get up and you keep going. But looking back, I recognize now that that did help inspire people to continue moving on, to know that if they got an injury, they could still move forward and they could still you know, they didn't have to make an excuse for themselves. It was just now a different path, a different route, a different way to achieve their goals. And I want that to inspire you. If you maybe, maybe you have a leg injury and you think that you, you know, maybe your doctor says, I don't want you to move around. Okay. He doesn't want you on your foot. That doesn't mean that you maybe shouldn't be focused on some upper body work or some core work or, you know, simply, being outside instead of being cooped up in a chair, you know, eating whatever's in the fridge because you can only move from the fridge to the couch. Like, I hope, I hope this is coming across right because I definitely don't 
want to put anybody down or make anybody feel like this is very, you know, very different. I'm trying to find the similarities here, but I hear very often people say, oh, you know, I injured this, I can't do anything. But is that really the case? Like if you injured one part of your body, can you not do something with another part? Is there not a workaround? Is there not another way to look at the situation and say, okay, my, my path has changed. This is a sign that I need to take a different route. It's, it's literally pushing me in a different direction. Um, and with nutrition, it's, I want to, you know, again, create a similarity just because one thing isn't working doesn't mean you can't try a different type of nutrition or a different type of plan. There are so many different ways to work out, so many different ways to achieve your goals. There's no one set standard way. There's, if somebody, again, absolutes, if somebody says, you know, this is the only way that works or that way will never work, maybe that was the case for them, but everybody responds differently to different things. And I just want you to know that if I came back from what I came back from, you can come back from and do a workaround and find a new way to reach your goals too. It's absolutely possible. And you know, I, I know there's a huge difference between somebody who's been in an accident that, you know, it's literally crippled them or, you know, maybe they didn't make it through their accident. But if you if you have an injury or if you've been through an accident and with God's blessing you have, you know, come out of that, then there's a reason for that and you have to alter your path for sure, but there's a way to reach your goals and that accident or that injury does not have to set you back and a lot of that is mindset. You can absolutely set your mind to, to overcoming anything. I mean, so much of it is mindset. So much of it comes down to what you choose to do or what you choose to not do. And like I said before, not doing something was never an option for me. And you have to make that a non-negotiable. No matter what happens in your life, set yourself some non-negotiables. Whether you get to the gym and do the exact workout you have planned or just get to the gym and do something, maybe make that a non-negotiable to just get to the gym. Like some days you just have to get to the gym. You know, sometimes you can't control things that happen. You know, maybe you're driving along and you have this perfectly set out day and you know, the person in front of you, or maybe you get into some sort of a fender bender and you know, it takes an hour or two out of your day to clear up that mess. There's probably still something that you can do when you get home. Maybe you just go for a walk. Maybe it's just taking some deep breaths, but there's always something you can choose to do. And I'm going to leave it there for today. I hope this was, I didn't want this to be, you know, super down about anything, but to just share with you that if you've been through a really traumatic event or something that seems to be, you know, even a, even a mentally difficult, you know, phase of life or decision that you're working through, it's absolutely possible to overcome that. And you just have to make the decision to decide what is negotiable and what is non-negotiable and sitting and thinking about it and not taking any action to move forward in a different direction, that needs to be a non-negotiable for you. The route you take is up to you, just like everything else. So I hope this inspires you to, to take a path. I don't care what path you take, 
but you have to move from the place that you're in. So if you are stuck somewhere, if you know that you're not going to reach your goals by sitting where you are and staying in the place that you're in and you feel like everything's coming your way and maybe you, maybe you feel like you've been hit by a bus. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you if you've been hit by a bus, you could totally make it. You absolutely can continue to move forward. Your path is just gonna be a little different than what you started out as. So again, concluding that here today, thank you so much for listening. If you have any uh, questions or if you have, if you wanna share your story, if you've been through some sort of a, a struggle, a, a struggle, I was gonna say a struggle, a struggle and you've been able to overcome that, please share with us um, either on Instagram where, with this correlating post or in the comments of the podcast and and let me know let everybody know what have you been through I definitely find that when I'm in a, in a low place I want to look for that optimism that somebody else has been there and been through it and overcome whatever they're struggling because that gives me the strength to then say they did it too okay I can do it if somebody else has been there done that or even had a similar circumstance I can do it too so that's what I want to leave you with today and just again, thank you so much for being here. I love you so much. If you got something out of this, then please um, go over to iTunes, give this a, a rating and review, an honest one, and share it with a friend who you feel like maybe is going through a struggle that needs to hear this today. It might totally change their life. And that would be amazing if this message could reach somebody else and, and just encourage them to move forward instead of maybe staying stuck in a place they've been in that they don't want to be in. So other than that, you'll have a wonderful evening. And the only other quick announcement I have for you is that September 8th, it's a Saturday, I'll be hosting my next nutrition workshop in Shreveport, Louisiana. So just mark your calendars for that. It'll be from 12 to 2 at Sleek Physique in Shreveport, Louisiana. And more details will be coming about, out about that shortly. So thank you all so much. I love you and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. If you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey, then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. This podcast is available via iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor, which shares to a multitude of other platforms, so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most. And if you really, truly do enjoy this content, then please do me another favor and go over to iTunes, give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review, and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible. So thank you in advance for that. Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.